Welcome to the Grace Church Conversations podcast, a weekly resource to help you apply Sunday to Monday. I'm Jared. And I'm Craig. How's it going, good sir? Good, man. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing well. I, uh... Well, it's Tuesday now. Yesterday was Monday, and it yeah. was surprisingly warm, wasn't it? It was very it was, warm. I don't know. What, 75 or 74? It was unbelievable. It, yeah. It, like we skipped winter altogether, but yeah, that was it, nice. It smelled like spring. It did. And, and I'm looking outdoors outside really the windows here of our Grace Church Conversations podcast studio. <laughs> <Our> studio. <laughs> uh, and it's sunny today, too. Oh, it's very nice. We can dream. Yes. Uh, cool. Well, uh I don't have anything big going on. Normally, I would have a weird question to ask yes. you, but I've got, I've got a question for you. All right. Are you doing the Bible in a year? I am. You are. And I if you am. hadn't, if you hadn't, it'd be pretty awkward. Yeah, it would be. I'd be like, mm, yeah, I, I'm planning on it, though. Yeah. And I may have <laughs> asked you that before the podcast, so I may have known that you're doing it. It's true. When I asked, but we uh, don't script anything. No, no, here. no, no. Neither do so we plan. So 2019. Bible in a year. Today is the, we're recording on like the 8th. So we're about a day, we're about a week in. in. Yeah. Um, so h- how's it going for you so far? What plan are you doing? Tell us a little bit about your experience. Well, we are doing uh, one of the ones that Ligonier put up on their website. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, five days a week deal. So you get five mm-hmm. days and then you get two days off. Um, that's mainly to offset the times that I don't get to it. Because sure. You know, contrary to popular belief, I'm not the most disciplined person. There you go. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so it's it's been going well. I'm enjoying it. Um, and, you know, I've never done in like a structured plan yeah. like this. So I'm excited to uh, follow the plan and see where it leads. And it's supposed to be semi, uh, like semi in order of of how the Bible was written. Cro- or chronological. Yeah, chronological. Reading. That's a word. I'm, I, I promise I know that word. Yes. Um, <laughs> I can think of it. Uh, like semi-chronological, but in some ways I, I doubt that. But I, I was also thinking like, you know, if it's chronological, shouldn't... Like the question is like, are they going to do it chronological in in order of like the narrative of scripture, like oh, Genesis would be first, or right. are they going to do it in order of like how it was written? So like yeah. Job would be first. Yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. Whatever, oh, that's you know? good. So, this is interesting. But uh, no, this one, I haven't figured out the order yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. it's been good so far. Oh, that's so. good. Are you doing, uh, what version are you doing? ESV? Or ESV, are you yeah. ESV? I'm yeah. really enjoying it. So I'm doing the, um, well, that's great. If you said you haven't done it in an orderly way like that, I think that, uh, uh, I, and I don't do it annually. I don't do an orderly um, you know, reading through the whole Bible every mm. year, but I think that'll be a good experience for you. Yeah, just, I think uh, so. That'll be great. Uh, I'm doing the Read Scripture app uh, that has the videos on it. I'm not nice. reading it. Uh, I'm not reading. I have the app on my phone. I'm not reading on my phone, but I am. I'm getting the video and then finding out what I'm supposed to read each day. I love those videos. Yes, they're really good. They really are. And if someone wants to watch the videos to just get, uh, you know, understand kind of the uh, overall picture of the Bible and how books fit in, you can go. You could do that without the the app, I think, right? It's a website, the gospel. Yeah. What, do you know what it's called? Is it gospel project? I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. It's gospel project. So I think that's right. Um, so, um, one of the things I've noticed is there is, we did a reading together in September. In September, we read through, many people in the church read through Psalm 119 in mm-hmm. a month. And so it was broken down to 10 verses a day-ish. And then you had three questions. And so you sort of meditated on 10 verses or, or a verse of the 10, and yeah. answered a few questions, prayed about that. So now, I, this morning in the, in, the, in the plan I'm on, I think I read five chapters. You're probably reading more than that if you're only doing it five. I mean, if you're doing it five days instead of seven. You may even be reading more than that. So I think the challenge is how do you go from, 
you know, it's easy to take something with you uh, to go when you're reading a few verses, meditate on it, apply it to your day. When you're reading a, a vast narrative, sometimes, you know, uh, how am I thinking about like at lunchtime, I'm thinking about yeah, yeah. Uh, something. So one of the things I've tried to do and whatever plan someone does, uh, I think it's good to have this have Psalms. Uh, with you at some point, you know, mm-hmm. some plans rather than just read that uh, in 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 the time you read through Psalms, you know, and we hit Psalms in June and go through it. I never see it. I for me, that's a real helpful place to meditate and apply because it's it just hits so vividly human experience, the emotions, yeah. the experiences. So this is just one idea for someone that what I've been doing. It's not, it may not work for for you or for others, or but one thing I've been doing is reading my narrative section, thinking about that, following up five questions on certain sections, and I'm in Genesis now, but then I'm reading a psalm every day, and that I'm going, working my way through slowly. I mean, they've been like, you know, 10 verses, not like Psalm 119, but working my way through slowly in the morning, thinking about meditating and praying through it. I'm praying, kind of praying, how does this apply to me and, and, and reflecting it back to the Lord. So I found it to be a good combination of big chunk of narrative mm. now, because I'm in the Old Testament. You're going chronological so that the way it works out may be a little bit different, different but uh, at some point it may be different. But I'm doing, that's the way I'm doing it. So I'm, I'm finding a big chunk of narrative, which I might not be meditating on a single verse on that. And then something that's more devotional, quote unquote, and, yeah. and sort of meditating on that. That's what I've been doing. It's been rich. So I, I, the reason I share that is because someone could get bogged down. They're going, wow, that Psalm 119 study was so encouraging because I was meditating on this deep, uh, you know, affective section of scripture where the psalmist is pouring out his heart. Now I'm just reading chapters and who are all the names and who was the father of whom and all that kind of stuff. How do I apply this? And it could get really bogged down and discouraged. So I was going to recommend if you, you may not feel that yet, but if someone feels that, not you, but a listener, maybe you as well, I don't know, feel that way, then it's it's good to mix in a psalm. No, and, that's uh, really else. helpful too. I mean, I mean, that's been a thought that's occurred to me. It was like, yeah. you know, uh, this would be really overwhelming probably uh, to really anyone with an average uh, lifestyle sure. devoted to scriptures. Like probably most people are not, sure. uh, you know, spending hours a day reading scripture right. or anything like that. We all have our lives. We all right. have, you know, family and responsibilities and jobs and that sort of thing. And so how do you balance uh, you know, kind of, you know, five or six chapters a day yeah. of sometimes heavy content sure. of, you know, this genealogy or, yeah. uh, you know, how do you balance that with kind of the call to contemplate and to meditate on, on the, on the scriptures? And, um, and I think that's really helpful of just kind of bringing in kind of a focus on maybe one or two verses mm-hmm. in that. Um, but I think it's encouraging to remember, you know, we're not the ones that read scripture and then use it to change our own lives. It's sure. the spirit it's of the God. Holy spirit. Yeah. He's the one who illuminates that and, and can really apply it to our hearts and, and change us. Yeah, it's very true. And I think obviously <clears throat> if you're reading five chapters, you can't meditate, <clears throat> you know, in the morning before work on five chapters, but you, I like what you said, <clears throat> maybe it's a verse or so. So maybe we are, um, calling out a, a particular verse that, that stood out to us and thinking that through, you know, more carefully, um, or a couple of verses or something like that. So, yeah. um, I saw uh, my name in the Genesis genealogy and did you, yeah, I meditated <clears throat> on that all day long. Did you? It's just like, oh you man, thought, this is thought, good Lord. You, you thought about yourself all day, did you? <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> Lots of introspection. <laughs> it's it pretty much a day about me. So uh, oh, yeah, my, name, my name's not in the Bible, so I can't uh, do that. But I, really? I could, Craig? I find, Craig no, no, but I find a way to put myself in the center of every story, right? I'm, I'm Man, just too often the center is... of the universe. <laughs> so, Jared, oh, what, where are you reading? Where, where, uh, I think that was, was that in Genesis, Genesis 4? Yeah. It wasn't 5, was it? Is that where the genealogy is? Yeah. It's it wasn't the serpent, right? No, no, no. I'm just kidding. No, it, just that's kidding. Not it. That's not it. Uh, no, four is Cain and Abel. Five, yes. yes, five is the genealogy. And Jared's in the genealogy. Yeah. Yes. All right. So I'm just going to share this because this is very, yes. one, it's biblical. Well, <laughs> and, I, I can't argue. Yeah. So Genesis 5, 15, when Mahalalel had lived 65 years, he became the father of Jared. There you go. <laughs> Dude, it is, it is good. It's good and to be in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> uh, well, thanks for sharing about that. And thanks well, for yeah. um, talking about that a little bit. I think this is kind of a point where we're probably still feeling amped up about the new year. Yes. We can do it. We need to revisit this in <laughs> February, March. Yeah, I know. The, I'm, the dog days of July. Yes. <clears throat> so, um, but excited to be doing this and glad that so many people in the church. Yeah, are, are many people too. are. It's exciting. I think it's good. So cool. Well, as we uh, let's jump into some questions from this last Sunday. And as a reminder, you can text in questions during the sermon. If you have a question in response to a specific scripture or application or something occurs to you related to the sermon, you can text 469-573-2920. And uh, as a side note, so I talked to someone on Sunday and they said they had just sent in their first question. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I don't think I ever got it. So, so we're going to, uh, I'm going to work with Tim on that and make sure that we're getting all the questions and whatnot. But that all that's to say is if we do not read your question, it's not because we hated your question or, or didn't like it. Uh, but it's probably because of something technical and we have to get it figured out, but uh, we are getting some questions and that's exciting. And so we're just going to keep doing our best and see, uh, see what we can do about that other issue going on. So do not be dismayed. Please don't. Cool. Well, let's get started. Uh, so we were talking from, uh, Matthew six, uh, Jesus' sermon on the Mount. And, uh, and, uh, I thought we got some really good questions. Really helpful, and uh, and so we're just going to jump in. Here's the first question. Were you about to say something? No, no, go for okay. it. Here's the first question. I sometimes find myself diagnosing a selfish motive, such as fear of man, behind an otherwise righteous act, such as giving. My temptation can then become to avoid the act, since my heart's in the wrong place. Is there a particular passage or truth you'd suggest I meditate on in order to address impure motives? Well, <clears throat> I love that question because it really shows a desire from the questioner. Uh, it was a very humble question, but it shows yeah. a desire um, to honor God yeah. with a pure motive. Mm-hmm. And it also shows self-awareness. The fact that this questioner is is even aware that I want to do this, but there's a uh, fear of man's lurking in my heart. Fear of man's a biblical term that replies to sort of desiring the approval of others. Yeah. So it's, it's not just uh, being afraid of a person, but it's ultimately craving their, um, craving their approval, their respect, whatever. So I'm, I love the fact that someone's saying, Hey, I, I I might think about giving and I want to give, but then I started thinking, Oh, I'm doing this for the wrong reason, you know? So I love, I think it's a great question. Um, and it's a, it's a question about impure motives and I would start here, not, not to be defeatist, but I would start here with this, that, 
we never have 100% pure motives this side of the return of Christ. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm never going to do anything that has no humanity to it at all, that is just crystal clear, blazing holiness, you know? Yeah. Um, and if I wait until I have a perfect motive to do something, uh, you know, I'm just not going to sort of do anything. So mm. I, I don't want to minimize the question, but I do want to just bring some reality um, and say, first of all, we're all, we're going to battle impure motives no matter what we do. Secondly, I would say the fact that you are battling, and it is a battle, is just a a great sign um, and uh, to show that you are in a battle because growth is always uh, really about battle. We don't just grow passively. And so one passage, he asked about passages. Yeah. I think one passage um, that sort of speaks to this would be uh, Galatians uh, and the battle of the flesh and the spirit. Um, and so in this passage, uh, Paul is talking about the fact that the Spirit of God produces things in his children, produces character in his children. So uh, the Spirit of God the, or the fruit of the Spirit's love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness. So if you want to give to someone, that's that's the Spirit prompting goodness or kindness, uh, uh, love, that sort of thing. Um, but there is a battle uh, that goes on. So he's talking about the battle of the flesh and the spirit. Uh, so the spirit produces this attitude, but there's still an old nature that's battling the spirit, the indwelling spirit within us. So I would just say, I would encourage the person saying the fact that you feel the battle, the fact that you feel a juggling of your motives is a really, really good sign to, to the, that your, your heart's alive. And um, then I would say the second thing I would say, or the third thing maybe, would be that um, we want to get to the place where we are leaning into God working in us. We read Philippians 2 in the confession, the prayer of confession on Sunday. That was kind of the whole heart of the prayer of confession on Sunday was to say, um, you know, look, uh, the, the, that God is at work in us and to will and to, to work his, his good pleasure for his good pleasure. So we work because he is at work in us is what Philippians 2 says. So I think dealing with this is coming to the place where I see I, I am to work, but I really need God to be working through me. So we prayed, the prayer we prayed Sunday answers the question this person's asking. Mm. We prayed, hey, Father, be at work in us more and more. Give us a new will that desires. There was that sense of Holy Spirit. We prayed, transform our hearts by renewing our minds. Spread your holiness through us so that we obey. So there's that sense of dependence on the Lord. Yeah. So in the flat, going back to the Galatians uh, 5, he says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So the flesh and spirit battle, uh, let's live by the spirit. Let's keep in step, which means follow the spirit. Mm. So what I would say is that when you realize that motive, don't give up. But when you realize an impure motive, um, don't become paralyzed by the sense of the fear of man. God would say, walk in the spirit. And I think the way we walk in the spirit here is we acknowledge the temptation, which the person's doing. Um, If it's just a temptation that we've not given in on, we just say, Lord, would you please help me in this moment? Not think about me. Would you help me think about you? Would you help me think about this person in need? Or if it's giving to, you know, maybe not an individual, but an entity of some sort. 
a nonprofit or something. Uh, would you help me think about the good that this 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 gift could do for someone? Would you help me please think about that? So I think we acknowledge the temptation. If it's actual a sin, Lord, I'm more aware of what that person thinks about me giving than I am the need. That's a sin. Lord, would you please forgive me for the mm-hmm. fear of man? Would you please forgive me? I confess that. And then ask the Spirit to, to help us, and then we act. You know, Romans 6 is a really good passage on this as well, where we're told we're not captive to sin, but we've been freed and alive to the Spirit. And so, Lord, would you by your Spirit empower me to take my eyes off myself? So I think that's it. Acknowledge the temptation. If we've sinned, confess the sin and ask for forgiveness. Recognize that we have the power by the Holy Spirit to to not be captive to sin, to act, and then boldly give, saying, Lord, I'm doing this for your glory, you Mm. know? So I think it's just kind of walking through, and over time, that kind of thing becomes much more natural and and maybe less clunky than the steps I just gave. Um, And then I think if someone does recognize us, oh, man, now I'm really thinking they said, good job. They saw me give, they saw me help someone. They heard, they came to me and said, I heard you did this for that person. Boy, that's so wonderful. Thanks for doing that. Then we don't dwell on that. We just say thank you to the person. Mm -hmm. And then we offer that to the Lord. Hey, Lord, thank you. You, you and I know, Lord, that was a battle. You and I know that that your spirit helped me. You, you and I know, Lord, I sinned before I even did it, but you forgiven me and I gave freely for your glory. Thank you, Lord, that it was a blessing to this other person Mm. and just go on. You don't have to explain to the person. You don't have to say, oh, it was nothing. Just thank you. And, and you know, God's good. Yeah. That's it. So Oh, that's good. That's really helpful too. And I, <laughs> it's funny you, you said that kind of at the end of like, you know, if you're found out by other people, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you don't have to be afraid of like, oh, I lost my reward because someone exactly. knows. Um, but it occurred to me, you know, when I was younger and I was first learning to lead worship, you know, people would want to be encouraging and say, hey, you did a really great yeah, job. Yeah. And there's this temptation. And by the way, you did a good job Sunday. I was going to say that. I forgot. Oh. It was, I didn't write it down, but I thought you did great. <laughs> Craig. So, no, go ahead. Now you're getting... Oh, shucks. No, let me don't. No. Don't let me, don't let me interrupt. But I um, thought you really did. Well, thank you. Sure. Um, when I was really, you know, younger and I was learning to lead worship, that sort of thing, um, people would want to be encouraging and sure. stuff and, um, you know, say, you know, hey, you did a really great yeah, job. Yeah. You know, that... that list of songs or, or that specific song or that scripture you read, whatever really ministered to me or yes. whatever. And there's this temptation to be like, Oh, well I can't take any credit. Right, I right. Need to, well, that was all for the Lord. You right, know? Right, right. And it can like easily come across as like almost this awkward, maybe over spiritual, yeah, smarmy over spiritualization. Um, and one of the things I learned really quickly is like, it feels so much better to just be like, thank you and move on. And yeah. that's it. Yeah, that is so true. I, I heard someone share an illustration about that where someone was playing on a Sunday morning, you know, and, uh, someone came up to me afterwards and said, they're playing in the worship band, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, the, on the music team and somebody came up to me afterwards and said, wow, that was so amazing the way you played. And it was just so wonderful. And the person said, oh, you know, that wasn't me. That was the Lord, to which the person said, no, the Lord would play a lot better than that. <laughs> and uh, the, the correct answer is oh, thank you. So it's fantastic. exactly what you said. It's, <laughs> it's just thank you. Hey, you know what I'd like to do, Jared? We don't give enough stuff away. Okay. You know what? One reason is because we have zero budget. That's true. Yes. Uh, you, Jared Are you is, about to ask for donations? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. We, did you know we're doing a, a telethon? <laughs> the Gracious <laughs> Conversations telethon. Operators standing what by. What time is it? It's 535. We've got 25 minutes left <laughs> to hit our goal yes, for the five o'clock hour. Yes, we do. <laughs> and we need all five of you listeners to give big. So We uh, just lost all of our listeners. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, it's coming, man. Uh, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> 
the podcast-a-thon is oh, coming soon. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we don't give enough stuff away. <laughs> and um, so uh, every question's a good question. Uh, well, they're not all equal, but every question's a good question. <laughs> but I thought that was a great question because this person took uh, the motive issue and <clears throat> made a beautiful application in their own life and then asked a transparent question. So when you send in a, a text, you know, it's, it's anonymous. So uh, if you could do this, Jared, if you could text the number back, tell the person... Um, I guess they could not respond if they don't reveal themselves. But if they will tell us who they are and if we can get there, you can pass on to me their name and address. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to mail them. Uh, we're going to order them and mail to them a copy of the book, Think Again. Mm. Um, this is a book by Jared Mellinger, who spoke here. I can't remember when he spoke here, uh, but he's spoken here before. Um, and he's written a book. It's called Relief from the Burden of uh, Introspection. And so the idea, I'm not saying this questioner you know, is enslaved introspection at all. But what I'm saying is most people either are on one side and lean one side or the other. We yep. lean towards very little self-awareness and very out of touch with our heart and we need to check our heart. And then mm -hmm. the other side is the person who's very aware of their hearts and can be paralyzed by their motives. So yep. um, the question goes to the latter, whether the person struggles, I don't know. But um, I, I just thought this would be a great book um, that would be a resource to to help that we just like to get. You've got a chapter like on self-forgetfulness, self <laughs> um, a, a chapter called Rescuing Self-Reflection, uh, a chapter called Fighting False Guilt. Um, so I think it, it just really would be an excellent. So we're going to uh, send this out. Jared will text the person. If you text back your info. Me. I will. Yeah, not, you will. Not Jared Millinger. No, no, not the author. Yeah. I mean, he's no. got a great biblical yeah. name, but. Yeah, not as good as yours. It's me. Yes. So, uh, but given that he wrote on a book on introspection, he probably didn't meditate on himself for a day when he read his name in Genesis 5. I'm That's in the Bible. Uh, so anyway, we're going to give them a book. And this Very is cool. this is just to bless that person and encourage them. Yeah. But also it might give some incentive to sending in a great question. You never know. You might get a, it's true. you send in a question a week. You might get a, you might get a full library in 2019. You know? I mean, if they ask the secret question, yeah, good question. We have a question written on the wall. And if you happen to ask oh, that nice. question, there you just go. kidding. No, not at all. Very good. Um, Cool. Well, that's great. And uh, yeah, I'll definitely connect yeah, with you them. Just pass on their name and address and I'll, uh, we'll send it to them. Will do. All right, moving on. Let's uh, get to this next question. Okay, here we go. Why does Jesus teach us to give in secret in this passage? Yet in the previous chapter, he said, quote, Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven, which is Matthew 5.16. Right. So how do we know if our good works are to be seen or to be secret? It almost sounds like a contradiction, does it? In one chapter, he's saying, hey, be a city set on... You're, you are a city set yeah, on... He yeah, didn't yeah. say be. You are a city set on a hill. He, he says, you know, that could be... Seen. Let your light shine. Don't... Nobody brings a light into the house and covers it. You know, right. let your let your light shine. Well, I think there's a few ways to look at this uh, this question. And I think it's uh, it makes sense because it does look like two different, two different things. One is... That I think in chapter, there's, there's a different context. In chapter five, I think he's talking about, in essence, he's just walked through all the blessed, uh, all the, uh, the statements of blessing, blessed with the poor in spirit. He's talking about an overall lifestyle, blessed with pure in heart. He's uh, blessed are those who are meek, hunger and thirst and righteousness. He's talking about a person of character who is a disciple mm. of the Lord. And he's saying, you are to follow the Lord. I know as you follow the Lord, you're the salt of the earth, he says in verse 13. So you're, you, 
as a follower of Jesus, you are inherently going to live an overall life that is going to shine in darkness. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Don't hide your lamp. So he's saying out of the natural following of Jesus Christ, your, your Savior, as a disciple, live your life. Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be fearful. Live freely and know that when people see that, the ultimate result is they'll give glory to the Father. So they may see your good works and give glory to the Father who is in heaven. Mm-hmm. So the goal is the glory of God. How do how does God receive glory in this? People see his followers walking out a lifestyle of devotion mm. to Christ, even in all our imperfections, but a lifestyle of devotion to Christ. So I think it's overall sort of goodness in our society uh, before it walked out in our society. In chapter six, he's talking specifically about three sort of religious activities. So th- it's a little bit different when he's speaking specifically about um religious activities why you know which are done under the lord or it's sort of it's sort of easy to fake um being a really spiritual person i think it's harder to fake an overall lifestyle shining of the blessed you know and there's a tempt but there's a temptation as well to just sort of do religious things to we measure ourselves against ourselves among other christians so i think he's talking about two different things one is he's just come out of your overall lifestyle here he's talking about very specific religious things don't advertise yourself as this spiritual person mm. for the sake of other people seeing you so i think that's uh that's one thing I love how, let me see, I had a note here. I love uh, how Dan Doriani comments on this. He he wrote a book on um, on the Sermon on the Mount, which is one of the two that we are, have out at the Resource Center. And he says, it's our human cowardice, which made him say, let your light shine before men, and our human vanity, which made him tell us to beware of practicing our piety before men. So there's two different issues. One is don't be afraid. Well, well the temptation is for me to be afraid of being known as a Christian, especially mm-hmm. after he had just said you're going to be persecuted, yeah. but let your light shine. You're going to be persecuted, let your light shine. So that's a temptation. I don't want people to know I'm fearful. The other one, the temptation is look at me and think of me when you do, when right. I do these religious things. So they're two different temptations. As one author said, uh, what Jesus is basically saying in the two situations is show people when you're tempted to hide and hide when you're tempted to show people. Hmm. So there's a different thing. One is, I'm t- you know, uh, the immediate context before that salt and light passage is uh, blessed are you, blessed are you when people, uh, blessed are yous. Isn't that like a Pittsburgh thing or something? No, or that's blessed are yins. Yins. Okay. That's yeah, it. got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> use, use, I don't know my, all my dialects up there, use guys or something, but, uh, blessed are those, um, who are persecuted for righteousness sake, two verses later or a few verses later, let your light shine. So I think that's really good. If I'm tempted to hide because I'm afraid, probably what I should be doing is showing living freely. If I'm tempted to show for people to be impressed, to glorify me, then hide it. The Hmm. glory of God is the goal. So I think they really complement. The goal of both is glory to God, which is going to glorify the Lord. Um, And I think they both complement one another. So it does look like a contradiction, but I I think the context helps helps us work it out. That's good. Cool. Yeah, that was definitely clarifying. Um, Very good. All right. And we got this last question, which I thought was really interesting. It didn't occur to me at all, um, but I, I thought it was a really interesting question. So here it is. Is there any cultural significance to not letting your right hand know what your left is doing? Emphasis on the right versus the left. Right. Um, as with turning the other cheek, uh, is this related to not using the left hand for anything since it is unclean? Um, and I think that's a reference to, uh, you know, in the, in the last chapter, Jesus right. is saying, you know, 
to turn your other cheek right. basically of, you know, let, yeah, I, yeah, I'll just let you answer the question. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. There are, there are cultural significances to the right and left hand in some cultures, which we don't probably need to parse all that out of here, but I, it, it's a very good question. And my answer is not that I'm aware of it. There's no, there's nothing culturally going on there. I think it was from the study I've done and the way I read it. Um, I, I think it has to do with, you know, uh, don't let other people know, but you're not even to be sort of, uh, this isn't to be a topic of meditation yourself thinking about, look at what I've done or what, you know, just give more naturally instead of just, uh, calculating in that sort of sense. I, Mm. I think that's what it means. I don't think there's something culturally significant. It's a great question. And if, if you know, if somebody sees something that reads something different, let me know. I haven't read anything along those lines, but it was uh, it was a thoughtful, very thoughtful question. So thanks for thanks for sending that yeah. one in as well. Yeah, very I good. That was good. Cool. Well, that is all the questions we have for today. Um, and per what I said earlier about not getting all the questions, if you sent in a question this week and and for some reason I didn't just read it off, it's not because we were short on time. It's because I didn't get it. So if you know, honestly, if you would go ahead and send that anyways, I mean, we're probably not going to end up hitting on it next week, but I just want to make sure that you're able to get through. I want to make sure that we're getting all your questions and whatnot. Um, and I, I just appreciate that. So cool. Um, well, you know, before we uh, wrap up, why don't we talk about the men's retreat? That's great. It's coming up. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what are the dates on that? Do you remember what they are? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, I know. It's bad. in it's in February. Um, just pull up. I just got the. Uh, it is. It's the seventh, eighth, and ninth. So it's post Super Bowl. Very good. Hey, we may be able to talk about that if if hey, uh, yeah. the Cowboys keep progressing. We'll have to talk about that. Yeah. Um, let's see. So it's the it's the it's the seventh, eighth, and ninth. Um, there's a lot going on right now in the life of the church. I love mm-hmm. Rob on Sunday morning saying he just gave a heads up and said, "Look, we're I'm starting. <laughs> this is going to be a lot of announcements. So I just uh, this is a busy time. It there. was too. He does a great job. I it mean, it, it's it's good to give a shout out uh, behind people's backs when we're saying good things about them, right? So it Rob is. does a great job. Uh, he's winsome, clear, just explaining stuff that's going on. But not everything gets equal time. So this month, I think we're going to take a on this podcast maybe talk a little bit about. Um, Various events that are coming up. So the men's retreat, you know, this, our, our ministry year, which is September to August, our theme this year is transformed by the word. That's why we did Psalm 119. That's why uh, many people are reading through the Bible this year. Um, that's why we are, we're trying to see how, how does engaging the scripture affect us? So that's why we're taking yeah. a couple days away with our men. Now it's a couple days away for the men from the other churches, uh, in Texas that are coming from our, our, uh, sister churches. Um, for us, uh, we're not going away, but I, I wanted to encourage guys to think about it that way. I mean, the benefit is we're saving money. Guys are coming from other cities. They're paying for a hotel. Uh, you know, they're for sure paying for all their meals out, uh, whatever we, we are, uh, they're p- paying gas. Uh, I mean, there may be people from El Paso flying. So we don't have any of those expenses. Um, yeah. but I wanted to encourage, so that makes this cheaper than an average retreat where you travel, but I want to encourage our guys to think about it as a time of way. So even though you'll be sleeping in your own bed at night, so even though it's going to be softer on your wallet, I think it would be good to think about it as, okay, I'm carving out this time. It starts on a Thursday night, taking a day off Friday in Saturday at noon. So there's a chunk of time. 
And I find in my life, it's been times when I have pulled away for a concentrated time uh, with others and before the Lord that, the God, that God has made big changes in my life. Often, mm. Oftentimes I have to slow down and get quiet enough and, and get out of my normal routine to really hear what the Lord has to say to me. So we're going to be hearing about how does God speak to us through his word? How does God bear fruit uh, in our lives in his word? What is the glory of Christ revealed in his word? How do we apply? The, how, do we, how does work apply to our family life? How does it apply to our work life? Um, how does it apply in our devotional life? How do we raise the, for those who are parents, how do we raise the next generation mm. to know the word, to teach the word to, to them? Uh, there's going to be a, a main session on uh, the, the um, reliability of scripture. So what do I do if I'm not even, maybe I wrestle with doubts. Is the Bible even trustworthy? That'll be addressed. Or maybe um, you have a friend asking that question. That'll be, so I think the topics are going to be great. I just want to encourage our guys just sign up, and I, I believe you will you will benefit uh, from this, and um, and and treat it like you've really cut that time off. So I off your calendar, and you're setting it aside like you're going out of town. Yeah. So I would come. I would eat meals with guys. I think meals are provided during the day up here, but I would eat meals with guys. I would stay out late if 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 after the session we'll do some stuff. There'll be some fun stuff going on. But I would plan on. Hey, I wouldn't plan on as soon as they say Amen, I'm out the door and I'm home. I would hang with guys this is a time to get to know guys in our church as well. And if you're a newer guy, this will really help you get to make some friends, I believe. And for all of us to get to know newer guys and and grow deeper with one another. So we had a fantastic men's retreat about a year and a half ago. We went away. It was great. So we're not going away, but you can still get some of the same benefit. If the mindset is Lord speak to me, I want to clear my schedule, clear my heart and really connect with, uh, with some of the guys. So I'm really looking forward to it and want to encourage our guys before the price goes up, which Which that's the 15th, right? The 15th. I think so. Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast, Sign up right now. Yeah. I, that now's the, there's no time like right now. Yeah, don't you yeah. agree? Yeah, I think that's good. During our uh, podcast telethon, yes, <laughs> we should do that. We should do that if, for for oh a donation. Join the one hundred dollar club. Or you, you get a free. <laughs> We've still got five slots for a thousand dollars. Yes, this we do. hour yeah, we do. And if you give towards it, you get. We will send you. Uh, either the Grace, you get a full pack at the Grace Church Conversations T-shirt, uh, a, a an autographed photo of Jared, the producer, and uh, yes, and uh, and then a pass to the uh, and men's a conference. lifelike recreation of my beard to wear. Now, uh, that is nice. Aaron yeah. Paul could use that. Oh wow! Now we're calling people What's out. That? Oh, that hurt. Yeah, we talked to him just, about that yeah, last that week. That was just a throwback to last week. It was last week. We yeah, did. it was. It was. Cool. Well, I think that's all. Was there anything else we wanted to no, talk about? No, I think that was the main thing. Cool. So. Well, thanks for uh, talking through that a little bit. Do you know if there's going to be a keg of root beer like there, there was, was last time, wasn't yeah, there? there was. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what the. I have not inquired about the beverages, so I'm mm. not sure. But uh, but right. whatever it is, it'll be creative. There's always something creative and fun. Yeah, so for good. sure. Cool. All right, guys. Well, I think that's it for today. Again, that number to text in your questions is 469-573-2920. Look forward to seeing your questions and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.